Today we have Louise here who just had a major milestone last Friday. What was it? Seven months sober. Seven months sober. How did that feel when you just even said that? Oh, it feels great. I have, um, well, I've never had seven months in a very long time. Probably going back to the first time I drank, which might have been 13, 14. Probably never had. Uh, realistically, never had seven months straight, seven. sober. And you're dealing with life and life's, what happens in life, life's issues. And let's see, you had a birthday. Yep, on July 11th. And how was that? It was great. I was at the beach with my kids. It was our first well, not our first vacation together, but um, it was a yeah. Well, it was our first week long vacation together, and um, that was I had my birthday when we were there. It was it was wonderful. It was a great vacation. I loved it. I loved being sober, and we had so much fun. We played games and just did whatever we wanted to. No pressure. No no anxiety. Nothing. Just fun. And what about when people were drinking around you? Did that even bother you at all? I I didn't have, well, it, first of all, we went to a dry town. So it wasn't as if we when we went to dinner, there was no drinking. Um, and I had my, my stepdaughter and her boyfriend there and they didn't, they didn't drink. I mean, they, they could have, but they just chose not to. Um, so there was no drinking um, at all. So it wasn't. I mean, had there been, I don't, it wouldn't have been an issue, but it was really nice to just be out even at dinner and not have a bar or people drinking around me. It's nice. So that's a nice thing for people out there listening, like to make a vacation in a place that actually is dry. And there aren't many of those places in this country, but you found one. No. And what's amazing is that it's, you know, the, the number one family vacation spot and, and being dry. It's, I mean, not that people don't drink there, but, um, it, it is nice. I, I think that, I mean, you don't see the people out on the streets at night. It's not as noisy because of that. I mean, the, the we were on the boardwalk one night and, um, I, I did see one woman with her daughter and she was visibly drunk. Um, and I just, I felt so sorry for the daughter cause you could see in her eyes, she was so, she was mortified. Um, the mother was being really belligerent and, um, and other people noticed besides myself, but it was just, it was just, it was sad, sad for her, but it was also just a reminder of how ugly it looks. Yeah, it's really, and you felt, I mean, looking at that woman, I remember you telling me it was just, uh, you were so glad that that wasn't your daughter because your daughter had you there 110%, huh? She did. Yeah. And we, we, like I said, we played games and we did all this sober fun stuff that, that, you know, I've obviously done before. It's not, it didn't take me to get sober to, to play a game, but it's just, it's nice when nothing centers around drinking. It's just not part of anything anymore. So it's just, you know, you're present, you're in the moment, you're, you're just having quality time. And like waking up in the morning and not being hungover and being like, all right, yeah, I want to go to the beach with you guys. Instead of being like, oh my God, I'm hungover. The last thing I want to do is go and sit on a hot beach and be, and be sweating and feeling awful. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's the, it's, it's such a, like a cleanse, I would say that you feel, I mean, besides the peacefulness and, and just this freedom 
this liberation that you have from, you know, uh, not having the, the shackles on your ankles, you know, that with, with drinking that you just, there's, there's this freedom that you just, it's so wonderful. And, and when you, when you're on vacation like that, you, you get to feel it, you know, you're not at work and you have no distractions. You're just there and you're, you're just present. And it was just, it was wonderful. It's learning to like yourself, isn't it? Yes, definitely. And what you really like to do. Like I, you told me this funny game you played. Will you tell them about the game that you played that was like a TV show that's on Netflix? Yeah, my, my kids love watching, um, what is the name of that? Um, oh, um, 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 it is Nailed It. And they, they, the chef makes a cake and the contestants are all just regular people out there. Nobody, they're not bakers or chefs or anything. They have to copy the cake that the chef makes. And of course, it's very funny because nobody really can um, knows what they're doing. And so we were going to do that, but it just seemed complicated. So um, and a lot of work. So so we we got clay. We had it sent in from Amazon, and we I. I put something together. I did a little um, figurine of a, a of like a vintage uh, woman, like a vintage bathing suit. Um, had like a beach theme, and everybody had to copy it. And it was all I I couldn't see who was doing what, and I had to judge who's was the best or the most like the one I had done. So it was fun. The kids loved it, and my stepdaughter and her boyfriend enjoyed it too. But it was just something something fun, something different, and I you know was able to keep them and it was, it was fun. So your relationships with the people that are around you, most importantly, that being your kids and your stepchildren have improved immensely. Do you see that? Yes. And you know, it was, it, it uh, I mean, we didn't really talk about the fact that my stepdaughter and her boyfriend weren't drinking. Um, and you know, initially I felt, um, I felt badly and I didn't, I didn't want them to, to feel like they couldn't drink. So I, I did make sure to tell them initially, you know, don't, you know, you can bring beer. What I, I didn't even like beer. So that there's no temptation there, but there wasn't even a temptation if they they brought wine, but they didn't. And, you know, I just think with a couple things that they had said and it wasn't, they didn't say anything outright, but I think that they, they themselves really enjoyed not having it. Um, you know, that they, I, I, I think times too, even when I was, drinking in in those days if I would go to an event or if it was a baby shower that didn't have that there was no alcohol you know I would go there pissed off um knowing that you know I couldn't wait to leave because there was no alcohol but you know if I when I stayed and at the end it's it's the feeling I got then was really the feeling I have all the time now where it's just it's so much nicer it's just so much nicer to not have all that comes with drinking, you know. Because you're going through a lot of stuff that would make somebody want to drink. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I, I definitely would agree. that. But I think that the beautiful thing that comes with getting sober is that you do start to see your life kind of transform into something so... So, you know, when they say beyond your wildest dreams, I mean, I do, I did laugh at that thinking it sounded so corny, but the truth is it does start to become that. And, uh, you know, you get to a point where you would never want to give what you have up. 
and giving it up would mean drinking again. And it's just not anything that I would want to do um, because it does get better. And initially, yeah, it was hard and it was an adjustment. But, you know, every time you get through another challenge, another something that is thrown at you or something that you think you can't, you're not going to be able to get through by yourself or without a drink or something, uh, and you do, it's just more of a reinforcement that, you know, it, it's, you can do it. One day at a time. Mm -hmm. And you live with the feelings that you don't know what's going to happen, but it's always going to be okay. Because you don't. Because you can look in the mirror today. That's like the biggest part. You can like yourself today. The material stuff is great. But it doesn't make define you at all anymore. It's your relationships you have with your family members. Even at work. And there's no, there's no fog anymore. There's no... Everything is real and it's in the moment and your relationships are in the moment and I don't I don't project and I don't I, I you know I don't judge myself I certainly don't want to be judged and I don't judge um, but it's it's there's just something so different and so peaceful that you know I, I just it, it's hard for me to believe sometimes that I have been able to get through some really challenging moments and um in my life without without wanting a drink. I know what would happen. I mean, it's it's a quick fix, it's easy, you know? You wanna medicate yourself and, and, and not think about it. But the, the truth is, it, it you know, you're still gonna wake up with that same problem and, and a hangover, <laughs> you know? And maybe a fight and, you know, now it's just, I, I don't have, I'm not thinking all the time. I'm not thinking what I said to people, I'm not, I'm not wondering what I did. Everything, you know, I, I catch myself because it was such a norm for me to, to wonder that. But I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't worry about anything anymore. I don't have that fear and that apprehension. And uh, it's just not there. And do you feel it dissipating each month you, the longer you stay sober? Yes. You know, I, I, it, you know in some respects it's, it feels like a really long time, but you know at the same time it does feel like it was just yesterday I mean it's not a long time but it is really a long time in sobriety for me in my history with trying to get sober this is this is a long a long stretch that I just hope continues on um you know I think it will. I mean, from what you're doing so far, you're doing everything right at this point, and um, it shows. I mean, you're living through stuff that's tough, and you know at the end of the day, you're never going to wake up looking in the mirror, like, thinking, oh, my God, I'm about to die again, hopefully. No, I mean, I, 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 I never, I can't picture myself drinking. I mean, when I think about it only being seven months ago that I was feeling like I, I will not get through this I will not make it what you know what are my children going to do what what are people going to I remember thinking what are people going to say at my funeral I, I will people won't talk about that I was creative or I was empathetic or I would you know take in a stray animal or that you know I took the shirt off my back for anybody it, it, it was going to be this poor poor girl she was a drunk I didn't want that wow God, that was so, I mean, I could just feel that. Like, literally, that feeling of being like, what are they going to say at my funeral? They're not going to know all those good points that there are about you because you are one of the most creative people that I know and artistically and funny and 
just a joy to be around. And being around you when you're being your authentic self is just, it's a gift. Being in the present and being around you when you're sober, it's uh, its awesome. And I know your kids are loving it. Are they not? They are. They, they are. And it's, it's, it's so nice. I, uh, you know, I, I've said a, to a couple people that, you know, I, I was hesitating or, or trying to avoid telling my daughter about getting my seven month coin. And, um, <laughs> the joke was, is that, you know, it, 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 if she did the math and she would realize that I was, you know, drunk at, at Christmas time and, and I mean, it, it, I, I don't really think that she, would have had to do the math to figure that out. I think it was pretty obvious that I was um, at Christmas time, unfortunately, but at least there's some levity to know that, you know, I, I'm not hiding anything from her. She she knows it's the truth. And, um, you know, this Christmas will be completely different. So I have one other question for you. What would you tell someone that's out there right now and they're looking at the glass and they're looking at thinking, oh my God, how am I going to keep going on? What would you, what would your advice be to that person? It's so simple. I mean, and I hate to even say it because it sounds so simple, but just don't do it. I mean, I, you know, people told me when I was trying to get sober, you know, just, just don't, just don't pick it up. And I thought, gosh, yeah, you know, that's that's really deep, you know, don't, don't pick it up. Of course I've tried that. It didn't work, but, but now I, I really do think that, but, but you also have to think about what, what, what you're going to lose. And I remember when I was leaving rehab, someone had told me, you know, you can give up, you can give up one thing for everything or everything for one thing. And I'll never forget that moment. Um, when he said that to me, and it's just always, it's, it's always stuck with me. And it is so true. Because you can, you can give up everything if you choose to take that drink. And you went into treatment and you actually really liked it. I loved it. I really loved it. But it wasn't until I, you know, it wasn't until I absolutely was willing to say that I was an alcoholic and that my life really, truly was unmanageable that I was able to go to the next, you know, the, take the next step. And not until, and it took a long time to get there. Uh, it took an outpatient, it took one rehab, and then the, you know, the second rehab is when it really, it really stuck and something changed. And I realized that I was not in control and there was something greater than myself, you know, and, uh, and that was really when things started to change. And it's, so if somebody's out there and they're like, oh my gosh, but I just don't want to go to rehab. I'm so scared, which I can imagine being scared. What would you say to them? I loved rehab so much that even at the end, I, I, I remember telling my roommate, I, if, if A, if I had the money and B, if I didn't have children, I might ask to stay for a little longer just because it was so safe. It was so, you know, you're around everybody who has the same exact circumstance not circumstances but the same exact problem and the same you know has had the, the same things happen to them and want the same things and, and it was just it was great and I think for me what worked this time was that I really addressed the issues of anxiety and depression and that I did not and was not that was not looked at when I went to my first rehab and it was it was critical for me because that was a huge part of 
you know, what was, what was woven into my alcoholism. So, um, addressing that was, was very, very, um, was like just a, a game changer for me this time around. Did you know that you had anxiety before or that you were depressed before, or did, did you never really pinpoint that before going to this last treatment center? I, I knew that I had anxiety because I had anxiety attacks and there's, you know, they're, they're very, it's, it's, they're scary. And, uh, so I, I've always known that I had anxiety. Uh, I can't say that I thought I was, was depressed, but, uh, you know, in, in, when I was at the rehab and I talked about things that, you know, my, my history, my past, my relationships, you know, things started to surface and, you know, I realized that I was very, very depressed and my anxiety level was really off the charts. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, which came first kind of a thing. And, you know, you don't know, but I mean, the, the drinking, everything just kind of manifests itself, you know, with, with all those things combined. And, and, and I really do believe that, you know, there's a lot of people out there struggling with that same thing with, uh, you know, with the anxiety and, and depression and, and drinking on top of that. I mean, it's just, it's just bad. It's a terrible cycle that you get into. It is. Do you find it easier to ask for help now? I do. I, I mean, I, I, the second I start to feel anxious or something is thrown at me that I wasn't expecting, um, you know, I, I, I always pick up the phone. I always look for support and, um, and, 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 and I, that's how I get through it. I used to isolate. I used to think I could do it on my own. And, and I, I gave into that idea. I just can't. That's amazing. See, you're using the tools. Mm -hmm. You're using these tools that we everybody ha has at their fingertips. It's like I know everybody out there can find somebody that would want to help them, whether it be a 12-step meeting or someone at a church or a relative, a friend. Somebody always has somebody out there that's willing to listen to them. And I think that when we are in our other disease, like anxiety, depression, we, you know, you put all those three together and it's kind of like a tornado and it doesn't work out well at the end of the day. So reaching out for help is the biggest thing to do. So if somebody's out there listening, please reach out for help, right? Uh, absolutely. The first thing to do is reach out for help. And if someone doesn't answer or you can't get a hold of, you know, someone just keep going. Just Go to the next person. Go to the next person until you reach someone. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because your life keeps getting bigger. And with that, we're going to come back on um, in four weeks when Louise has eight months. And we're going to see what she feels like then. Because then we're going to be dealing with the end of the summer, kids going back to school. So everybody stay tuned because Louise is doing this all on her own and dealing with her house and with financial issues. And you're doing it. I am doing it. It's not easy. Nope, and I'm doing it sober. And you're doing it sober, and you're going to keep doing it sober. So, everybody, thanks for listening. If you want to reach out, please do it busy, B I Z Z Y, at Busy Living Sober. And um, follow me on busylivingsober.com. And I'm on Facebook at Elizabeth Chance Begley. And until next week, keep getting busy living sober. Bye bye. <laughs>